Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. First, uh, first time I would say this season, I've actually been tempted to save this until tomorrow morning because I'm sort of worried I'm going to go a bit Arsenal fan TV on this one because that is just a, a pitiful, pathetic disgrace of a performance, man. Like, seriously, I, I've, you'd hope that that sort of thing was out of our system somewhat, right? I know people are always going to have their reservations, you know, about Lloris or about Dyer. But even the pair of them, you sort of think they've got that shit out of their system. I mean, just woeful, absolutely woeful. Yeah, I couldn't even, I couldn't even comment really on the second half because it was such a non-entity. There was just nothing to it, nothing to that game at all. Didn't feel like there was any real fight there, any real kind of desire, nothing. And you know what? After after their fairly disappointing result for Arsenal this afternoon, that's just going to cheer all their fans up as well. So that's another little kicker. But you know, I don't, whatever, I don't give a fuck about them at the moment. To be honest, it's just that's just like rank Tottenham of old, late stage managerial kind of tenure shit, which is alarming, man. It's alarming. I get I get that the lads are tired, probably. There's a few sort of leggy performances out there, but it was just nothing. It didn't feel like there was a plan there. And this, I mean, this is the thing. Like people are going to disagree with me about this. People who are uh, probably more pro Conte than I am. And oh, honestly, I know, like joke side, I'm not anti Conte as such. As I was talking with John Bass about this in the last one, but I'm definitely not pro him. I'm not in love with him. I never have been. I've been consistent on that. And I know we can always say well, you can't account for Lloris with that first error and just with his kicking all game and you can't account for Dyer. But of course you can fucking account for them, man. That's his job. That's his fucking job. He knows He knows these players have got a wobble in them. He knows that they can be a liability. So why do you build a system that is so heavily reliant on players like that? It's the same shit we were saying with Mourinho. You know, same thing again. It's the same questions we're asking. But again, we're not allowed to make these comparisons. Um, oh, I'm actually getting quite aerated today, aren't I? Fucking hell. Um, oh, it's just, it's just nothing there. I don't, I, like, I don't, we've regressed so much from the tail end of last season. You know, when we sort of had the bit between our teeth and it seemed like everybody suddenly screwed their heads on and we looked like a serious outfit. No idea where that's gone, man. Like, even the games that we've won this year, right? And we've said this all throughout the year. I've said it on here. I've said it on the pods of other people. And you listen to any of the other pods. I listen to all of them. You listen to Fighting Cock, View from the Lane, Extra Inch. Every single one of them. The same point has been made all year. Are we actually good? Are we not? I can't really tell. But great, we're getting results. And is that is that enough? You know, is that enough to sort of 
keep this momentum because it doesn't it doesn't build momentum right it doesn't feel like there's momentum there even when we have been getting results even when we have been kind of pushing towards the top end of the table keeping pace with Arsenal and City it still hasn't really felt like we've got proper momentum it's been to me the whole caveat has always been well we're doing this so far and we're kind of playing beneath ourselves at the moment so when we actually start when we click the uh, the infamous clicking that we hear so much about. When that happens, it's going to be it's going to be grand. Um, but it seems like the click has whatever been some sort of inverse click. It's not been good to pass. And it's old Trafford away. You can get right. You can understand that. But like this today, man, that's just it's an abject performance. It's really really appalling. Um, just re- oh, it's really disappointing. Really disappointing. It just didn't feel like we ever showed up. I can't look at that and think like, oh, you know what, well, at least we had this spell of pressure. It yeah, fuck all, man, for the whole game. Like Newcastle got their goals and they could just... But the thing is, they didn't even just shut the game out. They kept trying to go for more. It felt like they were 2-0 up. We went into the start of the second half and we carried on playing the same way. We didn't go after them. We didn't harry them. We didn't press them. Didn't look like we were chasing the game. Again, it looked like we were happy to sit back and wait for chances to exploit whatever. But come on, man. I know they're I know they're on the up. I know they've been in a good run of form. I know they're backed by an oil state now and they're going to be as good as Manchester City in not long. But they're not there yet. Like, it's still Newcastle at home. We should be doing better than that. Um... Oh, not good. Not good performance. Not good at all. Um, it, what also doesn't help with that game is that every time they kept talking about Fabian Shah, they kept saying share on Sky Sports. So I'm just thinking about would you believe in love and love for the whole game. It's just playing in a loop. In my head. I just kept shouting out. I can be something inside myself. Not the time of the place of humour, is it? Everybody's got to be very serious right now. No joking about anything. Just shouting and screaming about something. I feel like I've gotten that out of my system now. My uh, my moment, my little wobble. Um, it's just annoying though, isn't it? Really annoying. Really annoying performance. Um just going around in a loop, aren't I? Let's uh, let's load up the player, um, the starting eleven. Tottenham. It's not helping that my internet's not working at the moment, so I'm having to do it on my phone. Tottenham Newcastle lineups. Right, Hugo Lloris. I mean, quite clearly the worst game he's had for us in a long time, and. It's definitely. It doesn't doesn't take away from anything that I've said about Hugo and that I feel about Hugo. Great club servant, fantastic on his day. But like, it really, we really are getting to this point now where it's like we gotta start looking for his successor now because you know it feel it feels like he's regressing again now. It feels like he had his Brighton arm injury, suddenly hit the best form of his life. I think last season genuinely was the best I've ever seen Hugo Lloris. And then this year, it feels just like, again, a bit of another, yeah, 
duddlery season where he just doesn't seem to be able to keep focused at all in games. I mean, he had that. The weird thing is, he had that amazing game against Manchester United. But that's that's Lloris to a T, right? Reflex saves. Someone's charging through on him and sort of twats the ball like that Luke Shaw volley. That's kind of bread and butter for Lloris. It sounds ridiculous, but that's that's what Lloris has always done best. The most incredibly difficult reflex saves. Guys like a cat, you know, unbelievable. But when it's just just these like brain melts he has every now and again. Like, I, I, honestly, it almost felt embarrassing to me that we were appealing for a free kick for that. Luis, Luis just ran into Callum Wilson. And I know he sort of moved his arm a bit and it kind of felt a bit dodgy, but it was still 50-50 at best. And, you know, what's he doing in that position, man? Like, it's just really, really dodgy stuff. Um, long lay horror show today, I thought, honestly. I thought he got skinned time and time again. Um, I thought the second goal was somewhere between... But yeah, people wanted to exonerate Sessignon. Sessignon could have still done better. Bit of a hospital pass from Lloris, but still, his recovery on it after he'd been taken was pathetic. Pitiful attempt to win the ball back. Um, And then Longley just got absolutely done as well by Almiron. Um, And then Lloris arguably probably could have done better for the second goal as well, maybe, but probably a bit harsh still a tight angle at which Almiron got it in from but yeah I, th- I thought I thought it was a stinky game from long later tonight um like I said I just think he got skinned constantly I don't think he liked the pressure really and that's that's one of the things I was hoping for from him that he was the player that would be able to be somewhat press resistant but didn't feel that way tonight felt like his passing was off just a smelly smelly performance didn't like it at all um Eric Dyer, similar. You know, I don't know what's happened to him the past few games. Maybe it's since I've been calling him out. I just feel I just feel like a fucking jinx sometimes, you know. As soon as I hit this point where I'm like, you know what, he's actually kind of back to his best now and he's going to build from here and actually be an almost undroppable centre-back. I look at the past sort of couple of games. I mean, that, that United game, he was a disgrace in. He was horrific in that. And I don't think he was miles better again tonight. I don't know what's gotten into his head. I don't know if he's just read one particularly shitty comment on Instagram or something. Or, you know, he's still struggling to get Spotless off the ground properly. But something's in his head right now and he is not not looking good whatsoever. Um, Really disappointing. Really disappointing because he's, you know sort of really sort of worked hard it seems to build himself back up again get himself back into a good place and he just seems to be undoing it at the moment um Davinson Sanchez funnily enough is considering I thought he'd be the one that would be getting the most of my eye I thought he was okay like I don't really I couldn't really call out much glaringly wrong that Davinson Sanchez did I think as is usual with Davinson Sanchez which is so annoying for like a pretty tall guy he awful in the air. Um, he doesn't like those balls that sort of bounce about in the box. It's almost like he he never seems to really be able to judge the bounce of a ball. Um, but he did okay. He's got Emerson alongside him. Who fuck me? Right, there's some something to be said about him in a minute. But yeah, fine. Very Times New Roman performance from Davinson Sanchez. 
the least bad of the three, I would say, and that doesn't say much. But there you go. Ryan Sesson, your man. Like, you know, I've been saying for the past few games, oh, actually, I want to see him back in the team and this sort of thing. And I've always had my reservations about him. I've still always said, like, I think there's a player there, but he needs to kind of get out of his own head. He needs to start to kind of back up a bit of this good faith. Because I think there has been a a huge amount of good faith from him from the from the club and from the fans as well. I think everybody has been rooting for Ryan Sessegnon. And it it's all it really is starting to feel like and today is the type of performance that I'm starting to watch and think like maybe he's just not got it. Maybe he's just not that maybe he's just not that guy. Maybe he's just not at the level required, you know? Because it just seems like it's just he's just silly when he's got the ball he never he never takes a second to just think there was a moment earlier on in the game where we'd had a nice sort of little break and Skip got the ball outside the box and squared it to him and he just twatted it straight into the first defender he had plenty of space plenty of time he could have tried to make something more of the chance but he just got it panicked and just hit the ball straight into the defender and yeah we got a corner from that but you know it's not <laughs> Great, but he didn't do that deliberately. You know, he just he couldn't think of what to do with it. And I think we're getting to the point now where we're like, he's he's not that young, you know. He's not, uh, I don't know. I think people have been very patient with him, man. And I, it's, we're getting to the time now where we want to start to see a bit of a return because he he occupies such an important position for us. And... Uh, you could probably say that a lot that this this Conte system is built built on our wing backs and Sessignon's got to step up, man. He has to. Um, I still think there's a player there, but you know whether it's a player for a team that has you know visions on winning a Premier League. As as Lyle Thomas tweeted saying that the 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 thought within the club is that within the next two years we can usurp Liverpool and Manchester City and win the title. Fucking hell then, like come on. Um Emerson Royale What Antonio Conte sees in him to I, I get it, right? Doherty is not He's not a world beater. He isn't. I know this, right? But how Antonio Conte can still see Emerson Royale and think he is a better option than Doherty, which really isn't saying much, is just is astounding to me. It's astounding. Um, I don't know if, you know, Jed Spence has called Conte... A, fucking terrible name in training or something because I don't know what that lad has to do to get to get some more minutes with these two in front of him because you know pitiful pitiful from Emerson Royale today defensively and offensively mistakes all over the place cutting people down I thought he was fairly lucky on another day that Joe Linton challenge is a penalty right it I'm not saying that that's the right decision. I'm just saying 
It was a it was a pretty rash challenge in the box. He was kind of lucky that you know it just didn't really transpire that way. But you ask you get re- you know you ask referees that question, and I don't know, just feels like he's gone into that Oria space a bit because. I just don't trust him at all. Every time you see him get the ball, we're advancing down the pitch. You see it get played out to to Royale, and you're just like, well, nothing's going to come of this now. I know it won't. And you wonder how much the rest of the players feel that way. Um, it's awful, awful. Ben Tanker, I think he tried his best today. Like, I think Ben Tanker, yeah, he's up against Bruno, who is arguably the best fucking centre midfielder in the country at the moment. Um, obscene player absolutely obscene I would do anything to have him at Tottenham but you know there you go I'm just glad he didn't sign for Arsenal uh, but Ben Tanker, yeah his energy is great his energy levels are great he seems so much more dynamic he seems so much more fit physically agile since he's come to Spurs and I guess training under Conte um, and I guess under Ventroni as well we probably you know have a lot to thank the late Ventroni for on that one Um but yeah, Benton Kerr's a, he's a lovely footballer. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lovely player. Didn't do much wrong today. Some of his passing was a little off, but he was one of the few players I thought today that was at least kind of trying his best to make something happen to stop Newcastle from doing what they could do. Um, I'm, I'm happy we've got him, you know. Eve Basuma, just, I don't know. He doesn't seem very confident. Um, his passing's pretty wayward. I think he gets just kind of bypassed pretty easily. It's just so disappointing. For a player that we thought would, you know, do real great things here, um, we've seen him tearing up trees at Brighton over the past few years has looked absolutely brilliant and just just doesn't look at the required level um, maybe it'll take a season or so maybe it'll be one of those things next season you'll suddenly be like great Basuma has actually arrived now he's good um, as if, yeah, if we look at kind of Hoybier's level then compared to now you know there's a lot to be said for time patience and whatever, so we don't need to make any rash judgments on Basuma right now, right? He's still a young player. He hasn't been playing with us for long. Hopefully, he'll he'll come into his own a bit. But right now, he just looks way off it to me, um, which is disappointing. And I th- I imagine it's disappointing for Conte as well. You know, he's wanting to sign players that are 
plug and play. Do you know what I mean? Ready to go right now. And it feels like <laughs> what maybe the only one of those we've got is Fraser Forster, who is a backup goalkeeper. And you would, you know, play him in Carabao Cup games or whatever. And probably Richarlison, who we can't make space for at the moment to play in his preferred position. So it's it's tough. Um, Oliver Skip. Thought he started the game pretty nicely. Happy to see Skip there. It's a shame not to see Hoybieg there. Hopefully he's not too injured or anything like that. Won't be out for too long. But he... Uh, Skippy... Yeah, he seems like a natural replacement for Hoybier. Very similar player. I wouldn't advocate dropping Hoybier for Skip right now at all. Um, but I was happy to see Skip playing. I do like him. I think he's a... he's Yeah, he's a real player there. It's just such a shame he got injured. And I hope it doesn't turn out to be another Harry Winks where... Harry Winks, I you know, I think we revise history, but I think for a time Harry Winks was a fine young player and had a pretty glittering career ahead of him, but just kept getting injuries at really bad times and stunted his development. And I really hope similar thing doesn't happen to Skip, you know, because um, I think there's a real player there. But yeah, nice to see him getting some more minutes. I think he faded a bit in the second half, but his fitness and his match sharpness won't be fully there yet. So don't think we need to make any sort of rash decisions there. Much like with Basuma, you know, give it a bit of time and we'll see where he's at. Um, just happy to see him there. Happy to see him involved again. I like him. Um, yeah. It's just a shame. It's a shame he's playing against a pretty kind of dynamic, combative, combative um, midfield in Newcastle. Um, it's a bit of a baptism of fire when you've been out for however many months sort of injured, struggling for fitness and everything like that. Um, Sonny, I thought he started the game really brightly, really nicely. I was hoping, obviously, um, but you know what I mean, I was hoping that one of those early shots of his was going to be like one of his trade, trademark kind of looping shots from outside the box that goes into the top corner where you see the keeper reaching for it and not getting there, but uh, yeah, it, to no avail. Again, I think he faded in the second half, but I just think he's, I think he is really leggy. I think he's one of the players that's really leggy. But it, the funny thing is, in terms of the early season concerns about Son, where he couldn't seem to trap the ball, he didn't seem to have his confidence in shooting, I don't think he's in that place anymore. Um, I do think he's kind of back at it a bit, but still. Um, he uh his fitness is is an issue but he's just he's playing every game he's he is getting a little bit older i still don't think that's fully a thing but his his kind of playing style his position it requires a lot of energy a lot of explosive energy and he can be forgiven for being knackered when he plays literally every single game for us um so you know what more can you say um Harry Kane, another goal for him today. Another goal closer to Jimmy Greaves' record. Another, you know, what is it now? 10 in 11? Something ridiculous like that. Maybe 10 in 12. Um, it's obscene. It's an obscene season he's having, but pretty milk toast game. You know, nothing really, nothing really to shout about, I didn't think, today. Um... I don't think he sort of had the best opportunities sort of provided for him. Um, 
like I say, I, d- I just think we lost that midfield battle in Newcastle. I don't think we really made much meaningful. I think when you're kind of relying on Cessna, Jesus Christ. What the fuck is that Jesus Christ. Scared the shit out of me. Some video playing in a pop up in the background. Um, Jesus. Uh,. Yeah, when you're relying on Sessegnon and Royale to kind of pass stuff to you, it's just, it's not happening, is it? Um, uh, I don't know, folks. That's, uh, it's horrible, horrible game. Um, I can't really be asked to talk about the subs, to be honest, because it was there's pretty, you know, Uneventful. Lucas Moura is just so out of match practice. Looks like he can't even fucking dribble around anybody anymore. Um, don't even know what is, uh, you know, what the point of him is, to be honest, at the moment. Um, just awful. Just an awful. I think, do you know, the, the thing that's just so annoying about us, right, is that Again, it feels like, and it's felt like this basically ever since Pochettino left, that the first sign of trouble, we never just dig deep, you know? The f- and this is one of those things, like, my mate Dan, who's probably listening and having a good fucking laugh at this as well, he um he likes to, I don't know why he's always listened to this podcast, maybe he's just been a supportive friend, you know, maybe that's what it's about, Um, but he is a Newcastle fan. And he was saying before this, I'm a bit worried, you know, Spurs are a bit of a wounded animal after that United game the other night. I was just like, you know what though, mate? Like, we're not a normal club like that. And we're just not. I'm sure anyone else would agree with me, right? We can say of most other teams, right? You see them come off the back of a bad bad result. You see someone like Liverpool, right? You know how horrible their form has been and we've got them coming up. You just know, you just know they rebound against us. You just know it. You know it already. It's so obvious that that's what happens. It's so obviously written in the fucking stars of hell that that sort of stuff happens to Tottenham. But we are not that team. And this is what I was saying to Dan. He was like, oh, you're a wounded... No, mate. We're never the wounded animal. We don't do that. Tottenham, we either show up or we don't. And there's no rhyme or reason to it. And this is what's so infuriating about us. And it's why it's so infuriatingly impossible to really draw adequate conclusions or make predictions about Tottenham because we are just that club and I'm sure there's probably a few other clubs but I don't know many other clubs at the level that we're at that one day just show up or another day just don't and there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to that we can either be it we can even be in great form playing really fucking well right we've built supposed momentum but for whatever reason we can just sometimes just go into a game and be like, no, nah, we're not, we're not going to play today and our heads are going to drop and we're not going to be able to pass to each other and that's that. And it's just bizarre. It's bizarre and it's not a Conte thing. It's not a Mourinho thing. The, 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 it's not a Nuno thing. I mean, we can't really draw many conclusions from Nuno other than that he was shit, really, and it was just the wrong sort of man for the job. But I mean, under Redknapp, it was the same. The only time I've really not seen it like this was Pochettino. That was the closest I've seen us to having consistency. At least 16-17, And then obviously it started to tail off massively in 18-19, other than in the Champions League. Um, 
that was kind of the the one time I think I've seen us probably performing like an actual real team, a team that kind of you can draw conclusions from and stuff like that. Again, at the moment, it just seems like we just sometimes show up or we just sometimes don't. And my biggest worry, my biggest worry about all of this with Conte, with this system and the way we're playing is that we are too reliant on players. We're playing a system and we are too reliant on players that we know are probably the weakest part of our team. I feel like I'm banging my head against a wall. I'm repeating myself from the beginning, but I'm repeating myself over what I've been saying for the past two, three fucking years under Nuno and under Mourinho as well, that we're so heavily dependent upon our defence and also heavily dependent on Son and Kane. And something's something's got to change, right, man? Like... Because it is starting to get, it is starting to get worrying. Like we we sort of joked about the fact that we only started to look good last year under him because we had Kulusevski firing. Kulusevski suddenly looking like the best young player in world football. We've signed sort of the star boy, and fucking hell, how did we manage to pull this one off? But without him, we just look bereft of ideas, man. We look awful going forwards. Even like games we've won this year, really. Southampton, yeah, okay, good game that. Even the Leicester, do you know the mad thing is, even the Leicester game that we won, what, 6-2, 6-3, 6-2, I think? We weren't fucking good in that. Like, we won that game 3-2 and then Son came on and had a point to prove and scored a freakish hat-trick. And I think you can say that. People will say, oh, you can't say that. You're just trying to say that to prove your point. But I, I feel completely emboldened to say that right now because... I still am not seeing us play well. I'm not seeing us advance the ball well. I'm not seeing any decent kind of real sustained passages of play. I'm not seeing any kind of patterns of play. These automations that we keep, I keep hearing about, keep getting belittled by people, told, oh, you just can't see it. You just just don't have your eyes open to what's going on. Um, I don't see it. I don't see it, you know? And I think it's 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 six of one half dozen of another. I don't think the I don't think the blame lies entirely with him. I completely get it. Yeah, he he doesn't have the players to do exactly as he as he wants. But also, he is supposedly a world class, elite, top five in the game manager. He's got to be able to adapt. He has to be able to adapt, man, because. You know, this is horrible. It's horrible, horrible to watch days like today. Miserable, awful, like awful football. Sitting back at home against Newcastle. Come on, man. Like, I know, I know we want to believe in this guy and I know we want to fucking win something big. And I really do. The thing is, it's not like, you know, it, 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 often you get tainted as like, oh, you'd rather your opinion was right than Spurs win. No, of course I fucking win. And anybody, you've listened to, I'm sure plenty of you have been listening to me for the past fucking decade, decade now doing this podcast, talking about this stuff. You know that um, in my heart, the centre of my onion. Remember, everyone remember that? Is it Carol Ann Duffy, the poem about onions, people with different layers? You know, at the centre of that, the core of my onion is, I am going to be happy when Tottenham win. I don't care about my agenda. I don't care about my opinion. I'm going to be happy when Tottenham win. Just outside of that, the next layer outside of that is 
I'm going to be happy when Tottenham play well and just entertain me and take me away from the fucking misery of the real world. You know, it's you want to enjoy it. You want to have fun, right? And if we're not getting that centre part, the winning bit, you want the next layer, which is the at least enjoying the football, right? This at the moment, right, losing games like today and just the manner in which we did it is awful. It's awful. And I don't know. There's 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 not much more to say to it than that really is. Uh, you know, we can speculate all we want about the effect of this system, what it has on players' morale, about the anxiety. that We don't know that at the end of the day. We don't know that. All we can comment on really is what we see in front of us, you know, Conte's, Conte's like body language and his his thoughts to Sky Sports ahead of the game, they didn't exactly like scream confidence or anything. It didn't really scream like joy or happiness or whatever, harmony in the club. It just, it feels weird again. It feels weird again. Um, and I get it. I, I, I think it's fair. It was pointed out to me the other week, you know, he's literally just lost like a very good friend of his. And that probably is something to remind myself of, you know, and I get it. And anyone else, you know, is when you sort of see his dour demeanour and stuff, he is a pretty dour guy anyway. And also he is struggling with this like, immense personal tragedy. So that's a fair point. Um, but it's still, you know, it still makes it hard to to watch. And you do, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe there's more in that. Maybe the club are feeling that. Maybe the players are feeling that. Who knows? You know, at the end of the day, I'm just a bloke on a microphone who's annoyed that my team's just lost a football match and I'm moaning about it afterwards. If anyone else can find any solace in that, great. Um, I happily keep doing these for those people that want to listen. I apologise to anyone whose parade I'm pissing on with this sort of thing. don't mean to be negative, you know. I'm just sharing my opinion on all of this stuff. Um, as I keep saying, I don't feel that I am a negative fan. I feel that ultimately I always want what's best for Tottenham. But this is a post-match reactive. That was a miserable game. Um, it's miserable weather <laughs> and it's, I'm cold and miserable so whatever I'll be cheerful I'll be cheerful I've got a good guest on uh, Monday's show coming up so got that to look forward to um, if you have somehow managed to enjoy that please do leave a rating leave a review on your podcast platform of choice please as well it always helps if you could retweet the tweet with the pod in it um, share it whatever much appreciated be great um again thanks to everybody who is supporting the show via the buy me a coffee website there's a link on the twitter bio um no pressure if you can't you can't fine that's all good um but yeah thanks to everybody that has done fucking hell come on tottenham please planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.